Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Goddess podcast. Authentic conversations with modern medicine women and goddess pinors alike inspiring you to build your queendom with grace. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and I'm really excited to talk about what I'm about to share. I literally woke up this morning and was like, you know what, I'm going to jump on the mic and talk about my manifestation story as to how I manifested my new home in Joshua Tree. Um, It's been wild. (laughs) Uh, You know, I grew up in the desert and I grew up in a small town like right um, below the hill of Joshua Tree and it's called Desert Hot Springs and I lived there for 17 years. And then I lived a little more in the city um, of Palm Springs um, for, well, I moved there my junior year of my prom and then in high school and then I was home for a year, you know, finishing high school and then I lived in San Diego off and on for 10 years and in between there, Orange County and back to Palm Springs and did some backpacking and, you know, the desert has a very special place in my heart, obviously, because it's my home and the thing about us desert girls... is that, you know, we are pretty fucking extreme. I mean, we're as extreme as the weather. I mean, in the desert here, you know, we get super hot and then we get snow. So we are literally going through both extremes and we're super adaptable. And even being a Gemini, you know, it's like you can be very adaptable and see the two sides. And as much as I love San Diego and I still like, that's still forever a home for me. I really heard the call, um, to come up to Joshua tree and to really connect with the land. And my intention is to really, um, I want to start working with the troops and cause there's a Marine base up here and, um, help with their PTSD with meditation and yoga. And then also just be able to create a really sacred space up here, um, for healing for whoever, you know, whoever is feeling like lost or that they need a recharge. And that's what makes this place super magical. But I wanted to talk a little bit about my story because getting to this point right now has not been all rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. It's been quite challenging. Um, But, you know, they say like the tougher that is the journey it is, like the more the reward that you get down the line. And that's what I'm praying for. (laughs) No, just kidding. But, uh, it's been really magical. And right now I'm just looking at this little like chipmunk, like looking out in my backyard. I've got this like beautiful backyard and a nice home and like a little old fashioned stove. It's so cool. And there's so much character here and it's just been really nice to be around kind people and a slower pace of life, you know, especially like running an online business and, being an artist and an influencer, it's just like you're always on the go and you got to keep up with technology and all these other demands that, you know, our humanity didn't really have a long time ago. And uh, the the Wi-Fis and the radiation and all these things, like something that I'm really focusing on when I live living in this space and really cultivating this space is to really be aware of the products that I'm consuming um, the chemicals and the food and, you know, it's like, it's like a clean slate for me. Um, I'm really being aware of what comes in the home, if like they're plastics, if they're BPA free, just things like that, because I do want to live a very clean life so that I can be a clear channel to serve and 
to be a channel to be in that alignment with the highest benevolence of love and truth and compassion and to just like really serve spirit in a way to help uplift humanity so the inner creates the outer and so the way that I take care of myself is the way that I will be able to really serve and be out in the world and help one another and it's it's definitely there's a huge shift happening in my life and I knew like a couple episodes before two episodes before it was called I had an episode called the summer of change and there's been a lot of changes for me this summer um but it's really exciting and I'm really looking forward to see how this continues to unfold but I want to talk a little bit about manifestation 101 (laughs) and how I kind of got this house so it started, you know, like two years ago. Well, I should actually go back a little further. And it started about five years ago. And I've talked a lot before about, you know, my journey of mental illness and conquering that and fighting depression and, you know, just really having a lot of these really gnarly health experiences, like being struck by lightning and gallstones and what have you, cysts. Um, it's been so crazy. And when I think back at it now, but it's, I can laugh when I'm going through it. It was like, oh, this is so intense. But now I'm like, wow, there's so much growth. And I've become such a different person since that moment. Yeah, five years ago, you know, I got struck by lightning just down the hill from here. And that really was a major shift. And for about like two years now, I felt like, I really love the desert, I really do, and I love the water, and my goal is to manifest the place uh, by the water and the desert, because that's what I used to do when I was a kid. I'd go to San Diego every weekend um, with my families there and, you know, just be by the beach, and so being a Gemini, I'm definitely going to be needing the two trains, but right now, I'm really hearing the call for the space, so I was, you know, thinking about coming up to Joshua Tree and been here a couple times, and I, I remember I went to the Integatron um about four years ago right right at the beginning of January went with like my best friends from high school and this was when I was like at my rock bottom and that was my first time going my first time really experiencing the crystal bowls and just really connecting and feeling the men the energy and the magic the ma- the energy <laughs> the magic and the energy of you know, the desert and why my soul chose to be birthed here, you know, 28 years ago. And, uh, so yeah, so I was, you know, I was at lightning in a bottle and this was, um, I just moved back. I just got back from John of God. So this was two years ago. I just got back from John of God, um, in Brazil and I taught at desert hearts and I was still processing a lot of that. Um, and then from there, I was going to Lightning in a Bottle. And when I went to Lightning in a Bottle, I'm having this like insane flashback right now from a dream. <laughs> the deja vu. Oh my gosh, this is hilarious. So when I was in, um, when I was at Lightning in a Bottle, I was talking to one of my dear friends from college, um, and he and his family were all there. We were watching Rising Appalachia, and I was telling him about this vision that I had um, for a space to to cultivate a space out here. And uh, he was like, you know what? It's so crystal clear that it's going to happen. And during this time, like, 
Ooh, I was in a really tough place. I was at home. Um, I had moved back from San Diego right after Desert Hearts um, to help be my grandmother's caretaker who had mad cow disease. And at that time in May, we didn't know um, what she had. And um, it was just really challenging because that disease, it's like it starts from, she started with a paralysis from the bottom of her feet and then it worked her way up and she had no idea what was going on. And it's kind of like dementia in a state because obviously it's attacking the brain. Um, But yeah, so I was at, you know, I was at Lightning in a Bottle and um, I just got word that I was going to be performing later at the festival with the Earth Harp on the Lightning stage. I did a sound bath and I worked with Unify to... Um, I collaborated with Unified to really set an intention, and we did a whole um, water ceremony to help bring rains to California because at that time we were going through a major drought. Luckily, we've had a lot of rain this past year, but who knows? Maybe the meditation and the collective consciousness that we carried at LIB really helped bring in that water. And um, yeah, so I was telling him, you know, I want this retreat center, and I knew it was going to come, but I didn't know when. It was going to be at that time. I was still like really like focused on getting back into to get back to Encinitas because I just left San Diego and my tribes there. And you know, I did my yoga and I used to teach yoga there. And the water is just like that's my happy place for sure. So, anyways, I knew it was going to happen. I didn't know when. And then I just got you know it was very consuming because then my grandmother passed about four months after that, three months after that. And for easily 27 months, like the past 27 months, I have not been my fullest self. I, but you know what? I'm at this point right now where I'm super grateful for the past 27 months, even though it was like one of the most challenging times of my life. It was really good for me to be in that space because I've gained so much more empathy. And, you know, there's a reason why my mantra is honor the journey, trust the process is because things are unfolding as they should, like all of this is being divinely guided, right? So our lives, sometimes we don't know why things are happening the way they are, but there's a force far greater than us that knows exactly what's going down. And when we learn to start to trust in that space and to know that we're not alone and that we're protected and that we are one with that force, then we can learn to really get out of the ego and to really heal our subconscious thoughts and our subconscious mind from all of the fear or any of the doubt or you know the scarcity the lack all of those heavier lower vibrational feelings and emotions and thoughts you know we can really it's good to have those because what I've seen over the time and you know I see I work a lot in the shadow because growing up depressed like I found comfort in that shadow for a long time. And then it's been harder to adjust to so much light. So that's why for me, it's been gradual because I was so deep in the shadow growing up depressed. But when I see now, you know, looking as the observer is that when we're going through these really tumultuous times in our lives and we're going through these really rough patches, that is the soil. That is the soil that is really nurturing that seed you planted of when that seed is your desire. So it's really nurturing that seed that we've planted and it's really allowing us to go in and go into that space of like hibernation and that space of emptiness, really that dark space that, you know, the vastness of what it is, because that is where you are creating. And 
that sea, you know, that dirt is is the womb. And we are the in the womb of Mother Gaia, you know, when we're going in through that. It's the very similar um, metaphors and even just overall, it relates a lot to nature and our innate truth. So I, again, I'm, you know, I was depressed for 27 months, like living at home and really isolating myself from a lot of people other than like my friends that I've had for a long time and friends that have seen me through my absolute worst and that are still by my side through the best too. (laughs) Um, But those are, I was very selective on who I would see and um, I hit a lot and I just stayed at home and, you know, I didn't, wasn't reading as much. I was doing a shit ton of Kundalini yoga to really get me through and really work through the blocks and, you know, really keeping up on A Course in Miracles and praying a lot and keeping up with my sadhana. I was doing everything that I could, um, travel to Costa Rica to, like, really at, like, like the breaking point, really, for me with the existential crisis. <laughs> and it was really challenging um, when I was in Costa Rica about six months ago. But before that, nine months ago, I want to go back to that seed part, right? So that womb where we planted the seed. And so nine months ago, I was with my dear friend, uh, Krista of Chalice Grove. And I just, the week before I was at Desert Trip where I saw like Roger Waters and The Who and um, Bob Dylan and the Rolling Stones and Paul McCartney um, and Neil Young play. And that was so magical. It was so good. Like definitely flashback from a past life because I still believe I was Janis Joplin in a past life, but that's a whole another podcast episode. <laughs> but anyway, so Chalice Grove, Chris of Chalice Grove, she invited me to stay at her Airbnb um, in Joshua Tree at the Joshua Tree house. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself and I'm going to stay there and you should come and hang out. Through the world of Instagram we met, you know, we both uh, love Myra and uh, with our Kundalini gowns and that's how we met. And uh, so I was like, all right, cool. So in real life, here I go, meeting this person I met on Instagram. And uh, we sat under the stars and we talked about our life. And we, you know, we shared like our stories with Kundalini Yoga and like stories of addiction issues and relationships and career and everything essentially that we know that we are ready to, you know, manifest and the journey up into this point and knowing that, you know, it's been such a fucking wild ride. It's been such a ride. So anyways, the next morning we woke up and we're like, all right, let's take like photos inside the house. And so we both brought our gowns. And at the time I just started my moon and I was like, all right, cool. Perfect intention setting. And, uh, so we're all dancing around taking photos and we were listening to Fleetwood Mac and, um don't stop came up and it was just like you know don't stop thinking about tomorrow and we're all dancing and I was like dude I was just feeling it in me I was like this will soon be my space and I like we called it the manifestation station because we were talking and proclaiming to the universe what it is we wanted and we were ready for it we both felt this shift coming in our lives and we're like all right we're doing this and we're going to support one another So anyways, we were dancing and, you know, we set the intention and then I showed her around town and then she went back up to Canada. And so uh, that was in October and then the holidays rolled through, whatever. I was on the break. I was on the break. Like (laughs) 
I was about to lose it. I was at home for over a year now. Um, I quit my job uh, managing my parents' restaurant. I was just solely focused on my, on, you know, Shamanessa Gadessa and, and this like vision that I was going to go ahead and go and, you know, really make, uh, make this next phase of my life and create what it is I really want. And so, um, you know, during that time I lost it. And so I went to Costa Rica on a whim, literally called my friend Sahara Rose. I was on her podcast recently, the higher self podcast, high self podcast. And I was like, girl, do you have any more spots for your retreat? And she's like, yeah, but it's like the super bougie room. And I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> so I bought my ticket. It was right after Valentine's day and I had Valentine's day with my best friend. And right after I, you know, I left her, I went home and I bought a ticket on Sunday, and on Thursday I was in Costa Rica. It was a total spur of the moment. I listened to my, I listened to my intuition. I listened to my guides, and they said, "You need to go." I needed to go to Envision. I needed to go to Costa Rica. It's always been a lifelong dream to go to Costa Rica and go zip lining through there. I needed to do it. So, anyways, we went ahead, and um, I was in Costa Rica, and she had this festival, this retreat uh, with her friend Arzu about uh, movement as medicine. And we stayed at this beautiful retreat center. And, you know, I was, I connected a lot with Sahara's mom and her mom has such a powerful story of, you know, being a refugee from Iran and really coming with nothing and then creating this beautiful life. And her spirit was just so full and just recognizing that in her was like, I know I have that deep within myself too. And so I was talking to her and, you know, she was like the motherly figure because at that time, like I was at my breaking point. I went to this retreat for myself. I knew I needed to go. I knew I needed to like step away from like all the madness of what was going down. And I just needed to like do this. So I was talking to her about, you know, we're, t- we're setting our intentions for like, we're talking about like where in our lives do we see where we are now in terms of business, in terms of relationships and home and health, all these different categories and elements of our lives that make us who we are, like what I, we like to call a rainbow person. Um, and we were talking about all of these different places and all of mine were like low numbers. They were so low. And then it was like, where would you see yourself, um, you know, six months from now? Like, where do you want to see yourself? And so I had it all up in the nines and the tens area with every part of my life. And so I was talking to Sahara's mom and I was like, you know what? Like, I moved back home to help caretake for my grandmother because she raised me. And I knew my mom couldn't do it by herself because seeing the condition that my grandmother was in, it was just too much. And she lived across the street and I just, I just couldn't know that I was, I, I, it was too hard for me to know that I was living in San Diego in this like paradise when my grandmother is like sliding off the chairs and like soiling herself and has no idea what's going on. Like that to me was just, I couldn't do it. So I moved back. Um, and that's kind of got that clarity too after, um, John of God, you know, that I really needed to make a change. And, um, so I was talking to her and I was saying, you know what, I need to figure something out. I, I need to move out. I need to get out. Like I'm literally, I can't do this anymore. And so we were talking and she was like, you have to do it. Just go. Like you have to say like in sick. And she was like, in three months, you're moving, you're going. And I was like, whoa, three months is so fast. Like That was in May. And I knew I was going to like be in Mexico for my friend's wedding for my birthday. And I have like 
so much going on. I was like, whoa, May is fast. It was really intimidating, but um, I didn't want to put a time frame on it. I just knew that it was coming, but I didn't know when it was coming. And that's a really huge key thing about when you want to manifest something. You can't tell the universe, like, I want this at this time or at this time, because most likely you won't get it at that time. And when you're trying, and then you'll try to force and try to make everything and manipulate to make it happen by this certain time. And then when that time comes, you'll just be disappointed. I promise you, I can tell you this from experience time and time again, where I put time limits on things of when I wanted the universe to serve me rather than me getting to that space where I am in alignment with what I want. So that's a major key. That's like manifestation 101, golden star, neon lights, like you cannot put a time on it because you are creating time and space with your own perception and the way that you're seeing things. So I just allowed myself to really surrender because if there's anything I've learned over the years is that every time I try to put a time limit on something, it just blew in my face. So I was like, enough of that. Ain't nobody got time for that. And so, you know, I, but I, I had that intention within me that I'm going to move soon. And, you know, I was really trying to force moving back to San Diego and, it was just like not feeling right because I knew I needed space to create and I didn't, I refused to be in an apartment. I had like, I had needs that I knew I wanted to have, to have, to meet when I were to move. I wanted my own house. I didn't want to be in an apartment. I really didn't want roommates. Um, I needed space, like an office so that I can create because I work from home. So I couldn't be in a one bedroom apartment. And by the time I was going there and I needed a backyard because obviously I have a dog. By the time I was going through that sp- that process, I was like, wow, this is really fucking expensive. It was going to cost me at least like $2,400 a month just to rent um, a space um, in different parts. And like I was even going to go back to where I was, uh, where I lived after I got struck by lightning um, in the North Park area. And so I was, leave- was going to leave Encinitas and go to North Park, which I was down for because I was, I was ready for some culture and something different. Um, but... I once I took the time for like the time limit off and once I just surrendered and knew that it would come when it would come I was golden so that was at the end of February and then the next month um I got ready and uh I went to I taught at Desert Hearts and then I got back uh, went to Coachella and even at Coachella I was just like feeling like I'm at my breaking point something needs to happen and so after that, you know, I spend a lot of time by myself at festivals it's where I can just like be me and really connect and just like go at my own pace. Like there's a reason why my rave name was Shadow Cacks. I used to just like roam in the shadows, but I would always find my way back to my crowd. <laughs> and Max, if you're listening, I love you brothers so much. Um, but I was just like, I, I just needed some alone time and I had friends staying with me and, you know, I was just go, I was still trying to process what went down with Costa Rica and Envision because Envision for me, it was just like, I was seeing, all right, I'm ready to cultivate a very conscious family. I'm ready to live a conscious life. Like there's no trash at this festival. Like everyone either uses, like you, they were using a bamboo, um, they're using banana leaves as plates or, you know, you would use like a bamboo, like kind of stick, like a stir stick to eat if you didn't bring your own. And, you know, being in Burning Man, 
I knew that I knew, you know, I knew how it works. Like I brought my own plate. I brought my own bowl. I brought my own fork, even though I came from another country and I rented a tent and like those were the essentials that I knew I needed to bring. And I was like, okay, like this is the life I'm choosing and working on manifesting myself. I want to live a life where I'm connected with nature. I want to live a life where I'm connected to the elements and being conscious and and me and being and having a conscience about my my how I'm using things <laughs> is the best way to me describe it. Like what am I consuming? Like just being really aware of that. And so I came back from Envision, you know, and came back with a fucking gnarl the gnarliest spider bite on my ass. Literally like you can ask any of my friends, because I showed everyone my ass at that time. It was, like, covered in charcoal to pull out all the stuff. But it was, like, bigger than, like, a silver dollar, for sure, like, on my ass. And I was just like, dude, the spider. And if anyone knows spider medicine, it's all about, like, creating your homes and, create and like, webbing the future and creative projects and all these things. And so that was literally the universe, like bit my ass in the middle of the jungle and was like, you will be moving soon. And so, um, I got back from Coachella and I was finishing, um, teaching miraculous living. And I was like, you know what? I was connecting with, with plants and I was connected with the plant medicine. And it was just saying like, you know what? You need to get out. You need to go move up to Joshua tree. Because I was at my friend Evelyn's house of Astrum Council and she invited a whole bunch of like super rad women up and we all just like, you know, pulled cards and saged each other and did some art and went to the national park and we cooked and it was just like such a nice like goddess day. And that's where I was my first time back up in Joshua Tree since um, the new year. And because I went, I went, I came up here during the new year, uh, like the, the morning of the new, of the new year with my cousin, we saw the sunrise at the national park and, uh, and it was just, it needed to happen. <laughs> and so I was just like, okay, this is it. Like I'm supposed to be moving to Joshua tree now because in my mind, I always thought I was going to move to Joshua tree in like five years. I was like, I'm going to live in San Diego and make my connections out there and, you know, really work on building the business out there and meeting people, blah, 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 you know, all the, all the things. And then I was like, you know what? I have to, I'm hearing the call to move to Joshua Tree now. I can't be waiting anymore. So I went through the whole home buying process, which was super challenging and exhausting. The escrow process was really rough. Um, but you know, we got through it (laughs) and now I'm in this space and it's, you know, there's still things that I'm working on to really cultivate, um, what, like I, my vision, but I have the bones now and to be able to build. And I think what I needed most was just to be grounded and to be able to be outside a lot. I mean, it's still really hot, but in the mornings, it's so beautiful, but to be able to be outside and to connect is like what I really needed because I needed to get back to that grounding. And it's so funny because my intention with this house is to do everything like very white and grays. And now I'm seeing that it's a lot more browns because it's just that grounding energy um, that's really needed. And so I'm really excited to be out here and you know, I have no idea how this is going to unfold. And I know there's a lot of really amazing people out here that I'm really excited to connect with. But 
what I'm most excited about is really having the space to produce and share content and really be inspired again because if there's anything that I've learned when you're really in the shits and you're really really down or you're not feeling like doing the creative work you can't force it that's why like so many of these podcast episodes before were so sporadic was because I needed to honor myself from where I was at and i doing my best not to overwhelm myself. You know, I've had gallstones in the past, so I've had to really be aware of my health um, to make sure that I, you know, try not to get the surgery to remove my gallbladder and just overall my mental health from my own past history and then, you know, even dealing with, like, the post-lightning and all those things. But I'm not my story. I'm much more than that. But it's just being aware of, you know, if I'm here to be this vessel for you all and I'm here to really help serve the highest benevolence of truth and love and compassion, and if I'm here to really live my life, then I'm going to have to take care of myself. And that means if your environment isn't supportive, and while I love my family, I just couldn't do it anymore. (laughs) Well, if your environment isn't supportive, you have to make a change. You know, it's like if it's not, the flower isn't growing once it's everything else has been taken care of, you, the environment is crucial. And I remember my mentor says that to me all the time. She goes, I'm a firm believer that if you don't have like the, the right environment, it's, it's challenging. You got to go. And it's going to really affect everything else you do. And so now I'm cultivating the right environment. And it's been... A lot, you know, I like being through that existential crisis was really intense and it brought me to really, really dark places again. And I was like, fuck, dude, I thought I got over this, but I just honored it for what it was and knowing that whatever was coming up was coming up to be healed and to be transmuted. I just really needed to be gentle with myself. I needed to heal myself. I needed to slow down. I needed to just be and I think so much of my life for four years, five years, it was all about the go, go, go. Cause I was just making the hustle to hustling to get better, hustling to be in that space of love, hustling to have my business flourish, hustling to move, hustling to just, oh God, it just got so much that the art of slowing down is where, when you slow down is where you hear the whispers. And when you slow down is when that creative inspiration really rolls through. So again, if you want to make something, if you want to make something happen, the universe will conspire to make it happen. What you have to do is you have to believe and you have to keep the faith and you have to surrender and you have to feel into it and really proclaim like very clearly what it is you want and just get out of the way, get out of the way. (laughs) But yes, honor the journey, trust the process and when you start to do that, you know that so much inc- there's so much beauty in store for you and there's so many incredible opportunities coming your way. You just have to have faith because what you want is something you've never really experienced before. So you don't know how that journey is going to look. You don't know how and where it's going to take you, but you just have to just keep going and stay true to yourself and be centered with yourself and really visualize you in that space what does that feel like that's why I said earlier like I was having deja vu when I first started this podcast because like I've been here before like I've seen it before and it was pretty insane (laughs) but I would love to hear you know if you want to talk about and share your manifestation stories 
please feel free to share them with me either on um, Instagram on this image for the podcast at Shamanessa Gadessa, or you can email me at hello at Shamanessa Gadessa. Um, you can leave a comment on iTunes and to subscribe and tell me what you really feel. What's going on for you? What are you here to manifest? I'm really excited because now I can really be here for you guys. I've it's been so hard for me because I just wanted to produce content for you all and I've just wanted to support and like do my work. But doing my work meant first doing my work, <laughs> my work within me. And so it's been work and it's uh it's been it's been worth it. It's been work, but it's been worth it. And now I'm finally seeing as the observer all of that, you know, is leading up to all of this that's to come. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm really excited to continue to be sharing with you guys new episodes of the podcast and to really be cultivating this space and this community. And if you love the podcast, like you can use our hashtag at Sovereign, Go- Sovereign Goddess Podcast, or you could even use the different, we have other, you know, have other hashtags too. Like vulnerability is sexy, be real, be authentic honor the journey, trust the process. Those are the ones I really check the most. Um, so I really believe that when we share our stories, we inspire, that's when we really inspire people is through our stories and through our actions. And so just really honor where you are. And if you're going through the really rough time, you're going to get through it, but just be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself and honor the journey, trust the process. You know that it's coming. You just have to bite the bullet, be patient, and enjoy life in the meantime. So thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. I love you so much. I'm so stoked to be here with you guys again. And uh, I look forward to having you soon and seeing you on social media and being all the way around. But I love you. Have a beautiful day. And I'll talk to you soon. Satnam.